Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. everybody doing? Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations is an innovative platform delivering financial literacy for brand success. I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities so you can learn the secrets of success. Money Making Conversations keeps you winning. If you want to hear, want to call, call me on my hotline number, which is 832-230-5592. I got the guests. Every Monday, I bring the guests, starting today with Stephanie Sproul Owens, who is the Deputy Director of Reach Higher at Civic Nation. She serves as an advisor to former First Lady Michelle Obama regarding high school and post-secondary completion to go to and complete college. Then we have Dr. Teresa Price. She founded the National College Resources Foundation. This organization has secured and distributed more than $300 million and scholarships and grants to over 400,000 students. Then you have Monique Greenwood, who is the former Essence Magazine editor, who is now taking the hospitality industry by storm with Akawabe, Bed and Breakfast Inns in Brooklyn, New York, Cape May, New Jersey, Washington, D.C., and the recently opened mansion at Noble Lane in Pennsylvania, Poconos, which is in the Poconos. Now, can I get a little applause on that? Because we're about to get this show rolling now. Can I say? Now it's time. He's on the phone. Now it's time to get motivated about your finances, businesses, and education. Let me get that right. Now it's time to get motivated about your finances, business, and educational money-making conversations. My first guest is the Chief Executive Officer of CFO Leasing. CFOL is one of the leading federal contract consulting and training firms in the nation. Please welcome to Money-Making Conversations, Kevin Grimes. Mm. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I appreciate you. I know you're based in Atlanta like I am. So did the snow get you down? 
<laughs> it, it got me down, man. I mean, you know, uh, it, it, like, a lot of these folks have a hard time driving in the rain, man. So when it snows, it's <laughs> well, great. I'm glad you took time. I, I I flew in this. I flew in yesterday, so you know the airport was shut down on Friday and Saturday. So fortunately, I had my flight already scheduled for Sunday to come back to Houston to do my show. So I'm here. You're in Atlanta. I'll be flying back tomorrow, back into the uh, the grind of Atlanta. And I just wanted to bring you on the show, just give you, a, just give, give my listeners and my viewers and my podcast people a feel about it's the end of the year. And and when I say the end of the year, I I, I wanted to talk about some things that people miss out on because everybody wants to get in business everybody wants to be the, an entrepreneur but they miss mm -hmm. they make so many mistakes kevin even even when you and i sat down for the first time you educated me and my business partner because you see so many lanes and you see so much aspirations but what are the what are some of the mistakes i would just say major mistakes but what are some of the mistakes that people make when they're trying to start up a business i mean man there, there's a lot um, and let me and let me just put this in the right context. I mean, the SBA, you know, they put out the study that says, you know, 85% of small businesses fail within the first five years. Yes, sir. And it's it's not one thing; it's several. But some some, some of the main ones, man, is one having no vision. Uh, you know, people just want to make money. Man, there's a thousand ways to make money. You can make money selling paper clips. You can make money. But but the reason people a lot of people fail is because they don't have a vision. Right. When you ask them what is the end game. So, so in three years, where do you want the business to be? In, in five years, where do you want the business to be? How do you want to transition out? Their answer is, look, I'm just trying to make some money. Mm -hmm. That's, one of the, that's the, the, the most fundamental mistake that folks make is having no, no real vision for the, for, the, for the business. I just want to make some money. That's, that's just making a bold statement about making money. Yep, and this seemed like a good idea. This will work, man. This is hot right now. And this is going to make, hey, then they try to bring you in. Look, man, this is going to make both of us some money. <laughs> Drag you in on the play. But, you know, the yeah. number one thing that always gets me is that is the dreaded business plan, Kevin. Why yeah. don't they want to do the dreaded business plan? Because that's what you're talking about. You know, they got the hype. Yeah. They got the idea. They got the energy. But why do they not want to do the business plan? Because it's work, mm. you know, and the, and that whole speech about making money, there was nothing in there about doing work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, when you think when I think about the people who have came to me with offers, yes, sir, they usually talk about how quick, fast the money can come, but they never sit down and say, "Look, this is all of the hard work I put in before meeting with you." This is the hard work I'm going to do after I meet with you. Mm -hmm. And in 18 to 24 months, this will be the result of all of the hard work. The business plan is really the first piece of work that anyone is going to do in their business. Right. And, and, and I, there was a saying that a guy said that a lot of times people miss their opportunity because when it knocks on their door, it's cloaked in overalls dressed as work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why most people don't do a business plan. There's a rare few that, that don't have the acumen or they're not really good at it. But with all the resources out there like SCORE and all the free places they can go to get help and with all the smart people they know, the reason that most people don't have a business plan is because they, just don't, they don't sit down and, and just do the work. So, so you're basically saying in a startup, that's really one of the major, because you said, like you said, SBA say 85% of the businesses that start up are going to fail, and we can contribute that to the not having the right 
or put the forethought to put into a business plan. Even though they're all free services at their score, I'm very familiar with score, mm -hmm. SBA, and, and people don't want to do these services because it goes back to what you're saying. It's easy to have the hype, but it's hard to commit to the work, correct? Yep, yep. And I'll, I'll tell you about a business plan because, you know, there are people who are successful yes, sir. You know, without a business plan. Yes, sir. But they're working. You know, they're, 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 the business plan is in their mind, mm -hmm. and they're actually working their business plan. Mm -hmm. They have other work products. They have other things. Mm -hmm. um, but those people are kind of rare. And let me just give you some context yes, about sir. why the business plan is important. You know, I, I believe in God, and I'm not one of those people that believe in the universe and vibrations per se. But I do know that the universe has to deal with you. And let me explain what I mean. Mm -hmm. So gravity is a real thing. But there is a reason why astronauts don't experience it when they're in the moon. It's because they haven't broached that level or hit that, hit that atmosphere to force gravity to deal with you. Right. So once that, once that astronaut gets below the Earth's orbit, you have to deal with gravity. So whether you're big, small, black, white, Gravity, you have to deal with gravity. Mm -hmm. when, you create, when you take your idea, and as long as you're talking about it and pontificating about it, you're still up there, up there in the moon. <laughs> but yes. the minute you put that thing on a business plan, the minute you get a tax ID number and register it, now the universe has to deal with you mm -hmm. because you're in that space where it must deal with you as a business. Most people don't put themselves in a position to where the universe has to deal with them. Right. Um, so so that, that's part of that whole business plan thing is that until you do the business plan or incorporate or actually take out that loan or actually create that product right. or start selling products, the universe doesn't have to deal with you. That's true. Now, I always, the, the end of the fourth quarter and the first quarter to me are always the keys to small businesses. Mm -hmm. And like, and, and my whole thing, because you're preparing for 2018, and then when 2018, in the first quarter, you need to say what you're going to do in 2018. So, mm -hmm. just some advice, some quick advice. About if, you, if small businesses are listening, what advice or preparation should they make at the end of the year to have a successful 2018? So, uh, you, you kind of, the, the and I'm biased because I'm a finance person. Yes, sir. I but, know. <laughs> but but you, 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 you don't want to wait until January or early February to know how much money you made or lost as of December 31st. Yes, sir. So around October, November, and look, it's never too late, but you want to sit and look at what you've made or what you've lost, understand what you're projecting to come in and what you're projecting to spend, so you can have an idea of how much you're going to lose or make. And I'll give you an example. We had a year where we actually did the projection. Yes, sir. And we were going to make more than we, than we thought we would. Now, the following year, we knew it wasn't going to be a good year just because of the cycle. So ours is let's buy everything that we need to buy. Let's buy it now. Let's, let's do all of our expenses now. Get them out the way. It lowers our tax liability. Mm. You know, and if you're losing money, you know, maybe some of the things that you have planned for January, you might want to call those folks and say, look, you know, if we give you a 2% discount or 5% discount, can we start this stuff in December? Or can, because now you're not losing as bad. And right. Look at that. Right. So, 
the, the number one thing, because, you know, people will say, hey, man, you want to get these shelters and all that. Before you do anything, you need to really have a good picture of what December 31st is going to look like in terms of profit and loss. Okay, cool. Now, that's important because I do that. Like I said, a lot of companies I have a relationship, I pay the first quarter up in the prior year so I can get that mm -hmm. tax liability. Like you said, if you have income over here, because if you hold on to it, it's going to get taxed. So if you can oh, yeah. bring it down by having expenses tied to it, then you win. And that's very yeah. smart because I naturally do that. And to hear it come from a professional, that makes me feel good about my natural instincts. Well, let me, let me give you something else to think about. I, I'll, I tell people that one of my goals is to pay a million dollars in taxes right. mm -hmm. in one year. Mm -hmm. And people say, man, dude, that's crazy. And I'm like, no, you got to understand, in order to pay a million dollars in taxes, you had to make a whole lot of money. <laughs> the, 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 the come on, come is, on, Kevin. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. A lot the of people just hear the negative statement about paying taxes. They hear the negative, but mm -hmm. to be in that position to have to stroke that check, mm -hmm. hey man, you in a position to stroke that check. <laughs> that's that's hot. Well, we're gonna come. We're gonna take a break, Kevin. I want to come back and talk about CFOL. And how you've, uh, you know, it's a consulting and training services. We have over 2,000 members of the federal contracting community that you have been helping since 2009. I want people to learn more about that, how to get in touch with you. We'll be right back with more money-making conversations. He's already let me know I'm marching down the right track. And I knew that's why I brought him on the phone, because the first time I met him in the meeting, and I didn't even know. He didn't ask me how much I was supposed to pay him. He was telling me how much I can win with being with him, because he understands that is information and somebody can write you a check but if they lose it guess what that's going to be a one-time only check and he's not a man who wants a one-time only check we'll be right back with more kevin grimes ceo of cfol thank you bye-bye I'm Richard McDonald back. I'm your host of Money Making Conversations. I have on the line the Chief Executive Officer of CFO Leasing, Kevin Grimes. Kevin, tell us about your business, my friend. Let's get let's get into who you are. Let's get into your brand. I was a little selfish in my first break. I just wanted to help my people learn about your abilities and help them get to the new year with a successful leap. Tell us about CFO. All right, well, we're, we're one of the uh, leading federal contracting consulting firms in the nation, as you mentioned. Since 2009, we've helped companies win and defend over $500 million with yes, half a billion dollars of federal contracts. Um, I think when it comes to federal contracting, uh, we're one of the best in the nation, if not the best in the nation, about all things uh, around federal contracting. That's, that's who we are, man. We teach this stuff at universities across the country. We've been flown into Baghdad, Iraq. On private on, on a private project to help them with a two hundred million dollar project, this this is our space, man. This is what we I think we do uh, pound for pound just as well or better than anyone else in the nation, and I stand behind that. Now, how do people how do people contact you? How do people? Why would somebody come to you, my friend? Why would somebody come to Kevin's company? Well, right right now, man, they come because we're honest, and uh, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Uh, we have a not for profit. Uh, it's called Clef. And we believe every for-profit business has a not-for-profit responsibility, no exceptions, no excuses. So even though we're a federal contractor, we go out and actually teach and train our potential competitors on how to be successful in federal contracting. We talk to them about how to write better proposals, how to keep themselves out of trouble. 
And then what happens, man, is at some point they grow, they become successful, or they find themselves needing to work with someone or hire someone for help. And the first thing that crosses their mind is, man, I remember that company, CFO leasing. Mm-hmm. Those folks were dead right. Everything they said that would happen, happened. Mm-hmm. I want to work with them because they're honest. We also have a website, cfolinternational.com. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the, the help that we've given people and the service that we've rendered to others, um, you know, that's how we built our brand, man. We built our brand really just doing quality work and giving people the honest truth in an industry where most people don't. I, I, I can vouch for that personally, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, uh, because of the fact that, you know, we went in and you're about education. You're about telling the truth. You're about this is making the right decision. This wasn't even about money or discussing anything. We came in wanting some things done with a budget, and you educated us on the principles of before we can get to the budget, are you doing these things right? Because in the end, you know, if you, by telling the truth, you're really creating a relationship and also giving people a better opportunity to win. I think that's way more important. Absolutely. And for us, man, it's character integrity is, is, look, long after the business work is done, long after the employment relationship is done, long after the product is gone, you're going to remember the quality of the person and the company that you met. And, and that's, that's first and foremost in all of our dealings. Now, here's a simple question that I always, when I'm sitting down to people, because you've had this conversation with me and my company, in regards to a bookkeeper and an accountant. There's a difference, correct? It's a major difference. Okay, cool. Now, now when you're a small business, please explain to my, my money-making conversation, listeners, podcasters, viewers, what is the, why is it important to have a bookkeeper and why is it important to have an accountant? A bookkeeper is nothing more than, well, let me, let me, let me, let me be careful because I know we're going to have some accountants listening. And I don't want to <laughs> the, the role of a bookkeeper yes, sir. is to really just do a historical account of what has happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this is a football game, they're the ones that's keeping the score. Mm-hmm. Um, all accountants can be bookkeepers. Mm-hmm. All bookkeepers, man, can't be good accountants. The difference in the, the, the gift or the talent of going from bookkeeping to accounting is when you look at the data, you understand what's happening, and you can actually advise guys, steer, and keep the company out of trouble or help them make sound decisions. Here's a, here's a bad analogy. Right. A bookkeeper is an almanac, an accountant is a meteorologist. Mm. Mm. That's, that's the, 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 the accountant, the bookkeeper tells you what the weather was yesterday, the day before, day before, day before, day before. The meteorologist says, look, I know what the weather was the day before, but get ready because this is what's coming up. Good or bad, good or bad, that's kind of the difference. So, so when I'm talking to my friends and I'm telling them, okay, you got to have a bookkeeper if you're going to start your small business. Is that the person to start with first, the bookkeeper, then the accountant handles your taxes, or how does that work? It, it, depends, on, it depends on how much that owner knows. It depends on their network. It depends on their budget. Yes, sir. Again, any accountant can do bookkeeping. Yes, sir. So if they can just jump straight into an accountant who can keep the books clean, and this is the person they can pick the phone up and call when they have questions. Say, I'm going to a bank. Mm-hmm. They're offering me a short-term loan or mm-hmm. line of credit. Which one is better? Mm-hmm. Bookkeeper can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. An accountant can say, look, based on where you are right now, man, I recommend a short-term line, line, the short-term loan. Here's why. I recommend the line of credit. Here's why. 
So if they've got the budget for it, go for it. Now, if there's someone that's versed in business, mm -hmm. uh, they understand Excel or mm -hmm. they have QuickBooks or some other software program, and they, they kind of understand accounting themselves, mm -hmm. you know, they, they, don't, they don't need a bookkeeper. Right. Uh, they, they can kind of do the, the little wrench turning themselves. And that's what i kind of uh, been doing myself, you know, got yeah. me a QuickBooks or I got Quicken, and i just been, you know, I know how to bring my, but I, I know that's a lot of work, and i got to stay on it every, at least month to month. i got to keep everything updated. So so I've been, yeah. I've basically been my bookkeeper, but that's, but because I'm willing to put in the work. But you're saying Absolutely. is that, look, if you don't have time to put in the work, or you don't know how to put in the work, then you want to—you don't just want to take a uh, just a whole bunch of receipts and council checks to your accountant at the end of the year. That's the purpose of the bookkeeper because they keep your your money flow correct. Yeah. If that's what mm -hmm. they're assigned to do. Yeah, yeah, man. The days of running your business with uh, receipts in the shoebox, man, those days are over. <laughs> Because cause it's a friend of mine, whenever I get a receipt, because, you know, I, you know, I have American Express. So mm -hmm. at the end of the year, it shows me everything I purchased. I can get see a copy mm -hmm. of the receipt. I shred them. He said, man, you don't keep it. I said, dude, who keeps receipts? I said, I have right. American Express. I use my card every time I'm doing an expense. So it's right there. There's a record of my, my, my purchase. I said, I don't Absolutely. need to keep receipts. So a lot of people are still caught in that I got to hold on to everything because they have not bought into the, the way technology is bringing us to the next level, correct? Yeah. It, 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 it can be a little dangerous, too. I mean, uh, you know, it opens yourself up to fraud and other things as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a whole other, another can of worms. But, yeah, man, uh, Credit cards are good, especially if you can pay them off at the end of that month and not incur the fees. Yes, sir. That's uh, what I do. Thirty days. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's Free what I do. I stand on that principle. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting about you know when I when I was looking at some of the questions that you was asking me to ask you, you was talking about attracting and uh, and having mentors. You mm -hmm. know the importance of that in your in your business format and just in people in general. That mentor is a person that you can just turn to and you're successful. You know, we already know you're successful. Why do you have or do you have a mentor or a person you can turn to? Yeah, I have a couple. Yes sir. And, um you know I'll I'll tell you about two of them. Yes sir. Um and it and it's really important. Um I was so as an owner, no matter how successful you are Yes, you cannot lose the spirit of humility. Um, I am not the smartest person I know. I am not the most successful person I know. And if I do, my, and if it's true, my circle's too small. So, so I was at a point where we, we're trying to get the business to a point where we can, you know, grow it to, you know, 300 million and maybe, you know, go public or do something like that. I've never done that before. I don't know anyone who, well, in my personal circle, I don't really know anyone who's done that before. Mm -hmm. So what I had to do was sit down and say, what do I need out of a mentor? And right. I said, okay, I want someone that's either, you know, managed the budget at X millions of dollars. I want someone who's either taking the company public. I wanted somebody who was first generation of wealth because that's kind of the boat I'm in. And I wanted someone that had kids because they could help understand what they would have done differently with their kids because, you know, having a kid, you know, when you struggle is one thing. Mm -hmm. Having a kid that can have everything and you're telling them no. And so I wanted someone that actually understood where I was coming from and had been there. Right, right. So I sat down and made a list and said, who do I know personally that fits that criteria? The answer was nobody. So then I had to make another list. Who do I know that might know that person? Right. And that was like three people. 
I reached out to one of those people, and just to make a long story short, he helped me identify a mentor, and the guy's name was Alfred Taubman. And that guy, if you've ever been to the Beverly Center or if you know about A&W restaurant chains. Absolutely. This guy, this guy, owned, this guy owned all that. I Beverly mean, Center. You're talking about Beverly Center in Los Angeles, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. This I'm just letting everybody know the Beverly Center in Los Angeles. And That's we'll, right. It's, it's more to it than that. I mean, this guy uh, was, the, was the owner of Sotheby's Auction Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the reason why when you and I were kids, we would go downtown and mm-hmm. go shopping. Mm-hmm. He's the reason why we go to malls now. That guy right there. Mm. And for about 20 or 30 years, man, he was the richest dude in Michigan, which says a lot because all the automotive companies there. And to this day, he's <laughs> the single biggest donor at the University of Michigan. Mm. When I met with him... I was told you'll be lucky if you get 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't go in there asking questions that you already know the answer to. So I went, read his book, turned out this dude had went to jail for, for securities fraud or whatever the case may be, which is great because that means he knows what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 good, good, good examples and bad examples are both, both useful if you use them the right way. Mm-hmm. But everything I was trying to do, he, he had done. I went in there and talked to him. We were there for an hour for an hour. And one of the things he told me was the value of financial, of developing financial relationships. Right. And, and I'll give you a good lesson learned. So he said that the reason people go public is because they're trying to raise money. Right. He said, but if you have a good relationship with the bank, you can go in there and you should be able to borrow any amount of money you want. Mm-hmm. So the most important, if you want to sell your business or if you want to raise money, the most important thing you can do is develop a sound relationship with the bank. When he said that, I immediately did it. And let me just say one more thing that's important that I learned. He talked about 10 things. I agreed with him on one. Right. <laughs> Three of them, I thought he was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the other six, I thought he was completely crazy. Right. <laughs> as, as time went on, as time has gone on, he has been right more than he has been wrong. Yes, sir. And here's why. That guy's a billionaire. I'm not. Mm-hmm. He has billion-dollar thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't. Right. So I couldn't digest what he was saying because I was not on his level. You need people like that in your life who they give you stuff and you can't even digest it. Because cause the wisdom and experience and knowledge they have, it eclipses what you have. So that that's the value of mentors. I have another mentor uh-huh. who's a spiritual mentor. You know, he told me that that angels taught him how to do math. And I said, yeah, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> but, but, but when you learn it, he got his master's degree from a technology school, mm-hmm. African-American man, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Harrelson. Got his master's degree from a technology school before he was like 18. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't you, you don't get that through public school education. Somebody gave you that, right? And and in talking with this guy, man, I mean, he's clearly the most upstanding guy I've ever met in my life. And whenever I have anything in business or or personally that's even close to an ethical dilemma or a moral a moral question, mm-hmm. I bounce it off of him. But you need mentors, man. And if you're the sharpest person in your circle. That's okay. That's fine. I'm just telling you that your circle's too small. Awesome. Well, I'm telling you something, Kevin. Thank you for calling the show today, man. Uh, you know, 2018, 
And you know we're gonna have a long time relationship. I just like your spirit. I like the fact that there's, there's a high level of honesty. Tell them one more time how they can reach you, Kevin. And I, again, before we leave the air, because you're you're an amazing dude, man. Don't change. Web website is www.cfolinternational.com. Keep winning, man. We're gonna talk soon. 2018 is coming, and I want you, you on it. my fan list. But man, hey, man, I want to be on your team too, man. <laughs> We've been talking to the CEO of CFO Leasing, Kevin Grimes. Thank you for calling us on Money Making Conversation. We'll be back with more Money Making Conversation. Don't you go nowhere and put your questions on social media. Go to Facebook. Put them down and we'll respond. We just responded to my Bridget Graham on her mentorship question that Kevin Grimes just answered. Hopefully, that puts her in the right direction. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations. Thank you. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. If you're ready, I'm ready, because she's on the phone. My next guest is the Deputy Director of Reach Hire at Civic Nation. She serves as an advisor to former First Lady Michelle Obama regarding high school and post-secondary completion to go to and complete college. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations for the second time, the second time, Stephanie Sproul Owens. How you doing, Stephanie? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me back. I got to have you back. The energy and the cause you have causes me to believe that I got to make a difference. You're one of those people that, that, that attracts people, that, that put you in a position to say, you know something, I got to always be there for you. So always know this, Stephanie. I am a fan of, of your of reading your resume because you've always been out there trying to make a difference, and I'm a fan of what you're trying to do right now. Just feel people in on, in on exactly what is Reach Higher and Civic Nation before we get started. Sure. Well, first, thank you very much. That was that was so nice of you. So thank you. Um, but Reach Higher is an initiative that was started by former First Lady Michelle Obama mm -hmm. in 2014 while she was still at the White House uh, to help students go to and complete college. She is a first-generation college student, meaning that she and her brother were the first in their family to go to college. Mm -hmm. And she knows that college changed her life in uh, remarkable ways. And so she wants every student in this country, no matter where they're from, to know that he or she can go to college, uh, particularly for students who are first in their families and who mm -hmm. maybe don't know the routes to take or who don't know too many people who went to college, that there are still opportunities for you and that they can still do it. And that's important. Let's let's break that down when I say when we say the word college. Uh, sure. Mr. Obama reached higher because she wanted to inspire every student across the country to, to pursue a completely post-secondary degree, whether it's at a traditional four-year college, a two-year college, a community college, or through an industry-recognized certification. And I think that's important because sometimes when you use the word college or post-education, people will run when they see four years or two years. So that, that really, I really want to make sure that we're, we're inviting anybody to pursue an extra level of education. That's really what this is all about, correct? Yes, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. We know that uh, we, you, you really cannot have a career any longer uh, in the 21st century with just a high school diploma and certainly not uh, without 
any sort of finishing of high school or a GED. Um, and so when we say college, we want to reframe college in some ways. Yes, college doesn't just mean going to a four-year university uh, like she did. It does mean maybe going to a community college or going to a school that's local for a trade or for something that you really care about. Um, I've had many conversations with my hairstylist that mm -hmm. she had to get licensing in order to become um, a hairstylist, mm -hmm. which meant that she had to do something after high school. She had to pay attention to chemistry, uh, and she had to pay attention to math right. in order to get those tools that you need to be able to be a successful hairstylist or a barber or even a truck driver. You have to have a CLD, uh, I'm sorry, a CDL license. So. It's something after high school is what we're talking about. To us, that does mean college. Um, we should reframe how we talk about college. It's not just going to a four-year school where yes, you stay in a dorm and there's fraternities and stories <laughs> and basketball games. College is lots of things, and right. we need to support all of our students who are following those paths. Let me ask you, this is a very serious question I'm going to ask, all the questions. I, I, I couch this because I'm about to go deep in this question here. Is there a racial divide, a financial divide, when it comes to higher education? I'm not saying, I'm not putting that question out there just to make a, what is it? Is there a truly a racial divide or financial divide when it comes to higher education? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There are lots of barriers to college. Um, and, and financial is, is the biggest that we see. Uh, you know, college is expensive. There's, there's no question about it. College is expensive. Most colleges are too expensive. Mm -hmm. But there are opportunities out there for getting the money and the finances that are needed to go to college. Oftentimes, though, people don't know about them. If you don't know others who have gone through the process, yes, then it's much more difficult for you to be the first one to go do, do that process. Um, if you don't have people in your life or in your community who are really supporting that for you, then it's that much harder. And unfortunately, there are fewer low-income students and fewer uh, students of color who are going to college every year. Now, we're absolutely making strides and making gains. Yes, so that's a good thing. Um, but the barrier does still exist. And I think one of the things that we really want to do is we know that there are structural barriers uh, in our country to, to moving ahead. But what we really want to show is that you can overcome some of them. Here are the steps that you can take to put that effort forward to see where you can go. Well, it's really important. This show is really a cool show for me to do, money-making conversation, because my guest I just had, it was about the accounting, about your finances. So of course, your goal is to get young people to understand that they they pursue education past college. My guest who's going to follow you is a person who, who, who has given over $400 million in a scholarship opportunities to students because that's, like you said, the finances, the, the, the big financial divide because the big financial divide also affects, quote, unquote, white people because Correct. education has gotten so expensive and certain schools are just unaffordable. So when I, when I'm, because I'm, I'm just going to dig down a little bit about exactly Okay, your goal as an advisor to former First Lady Michelle Obama is to mm -hmm. enable students or, or direct them or give them financial opportunities. What, what exactly are you guys doing? Because I know a person like Teresa Price, that's why I'm on the show. When, when, they, when I finish talking to you, I'm going to go, hey, stick around. If you don't have any money, my girl Teresa Price is coming up next, Dr. Teresa Price. So what, what are the steps in what you guys are doing, Stephanie? 
Sure. So, so we take the position that a student's not going to apply for that money or apply for that scholarship if they don't know how to or if they don't know that college is even an option. Yes, so we really want students to know no matter who they are, no matter where, they, where they're from, no matter what they look like, no matter the circumstances in their life, that they can go. Now, we know that not everybody is going to go to Harvard like Mrs. Obama did. Um, and not everybody's going to go to Princeton. But there are so many options out there for, for everyone, really. Um, and again, one of the reasons why we do want to stress that college doesn't have to be a four-year mm-hmm. endeavor is because some people don't necessarily want that. They may want something that is uh, that you can have with a two-year degree or with something that's even shorter. What we want is for students to follow their passion, but not to assume that just because they grew up in a certain neighborhood or look a certain way or have certain beliefs that none of that is even an option for them. Um, I think that it's fantastic that you have the next caller on uh, to talk about some of those opportunities for scholarships. What One of the things we want to point out is that, as she probably will tell you, the first step for much of those is to fill out the FAFSA, which is the, the free application for <laughs> federal student aid. And uh, the FAFSA's gotten a really bad rap. Uh, it, 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 like, like many government documents, has yes, been sort of cumbersome and, and difficult and probing. Um, but a lot of that has changed over the past couple of years. They still have a ways to go, but a lot of that has changed where students can now fill this out online. Um, they can work with their parents and with their counselors and teachers and schools to get the information that they need. And we leave billions of dollars in the federal government every year that students can have that's free money to go to college. The people who are least likely to apply for the aid are the students who are going to receive the most. Uh, And I'll say that again, the students who are least likely to apply for free aid that they do not have to pay back are the students who apply the least. Uh, And that, we we do need to change that. So when a student says to, to me or to Mrs. Obama or to their teacher or to their pastor that I can't go to college because I can't afford it, well, the question is, well, what have you done to figure that out? Have you taken the steps to find out, can you really afford it? Uh, most colleges have, just like with a car, a sticker price and an actual price. So you have, you have the sticker price of this is exactly what it costs to go to this school, right? Right. But then, once you have some of these programs, some of this aid that you can, that you can uh, qualify for, scholarship money that might be there. Sometimes you have work-study opportunities. Mm -hmm. Some states have a free community college uh, where you can do your first two years of community college for free and then transfer those credits to a four-year school if you do want to become a doctor or a lawyer or something that requires a four-year degree. So that's already two years free that you don't have to worry about, that you don't have to think about a scholarship or a loan or a grant. You knock those things out and you knock out some of those first uh, core requirement courses, then once you get on campus, you can really focus on the things that you're passionate about and then you can, you can find the money. Now, I say that knowing that there still can be sometimes that you'll come up short. You may have a dream school, and there just is a gap between mm-hmm. the amount that the school is going to be able to give you and the amount that you can afford. It happens. It happened to me. Um, it, but there is still a school out there 
for everyone. I, I firmly believe that. Uh, but it does it does take some effort and it does take some time. No one's going to drop that that bag of money on your lap. But there is free money out there to be had. You do have to go get it though. Good. Now you you know, you know every time you come on my show, you always inspire me with my marketing <laughs> hat. Okay. Now now let's 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 just my pitch before we go to the break. We're gonna come back and get more details. Is there is there a time frame of the year or a date that we can get together and then just say, hey, this is the application date. And I get my social media. I get some of my famous friends' social media, and we just push everybody through social media to, to just come there and watch how to fill out these applications. Because like you said, it's the least that fills out the least. And right. that's the problem. And so, and we all know social media, for somehow the ones who have the least do have the smartphones. So I never understand that, but they got that technology. So is that, is that an idea that's being pushed right now? Or what I'm saying is an impossibility to try to set aside maybe three times a year or one time a year where we get all these famous people, these educational people to say, look, on this day, we're going to drive everybody to watch so you can see and ask questions on how to get these applications filled out correctly. Sure, absolutely. Nothing is impossible. Uh, when when the first lady first launched Retire, yes, she held what's called a, a college signing day, mm -hmm. and that's in the springtime. And that was a day where she celebrated sort of nationally students who were going to college. Mm -hmm. uh, earlier that year, before we had really kick things off but yes, when we were still talking about this she went to a school and helped students can fill out the fafsa mm -hmm. their parents were there she was there she talked to uh, everyone who was filling it out um and we we did we were we partnered with with bet to do some things the year before as well mm -hmm. so yeah we can absolutely do that we would love to partner with you to make that a reality the fafsa is not fun i'm not gonna lie to anybody it's not something that's fun and exciting but it is um, it's like eating your vegetables. You you got to do it, and the outcomes are so much greater than I think what we even. It's hard to even monetize that. The the things that you can do with a college degree with an industry recognized certification is worth the the forty minutes, the thirty minutes um, for some people, even 50, 15 minutes to to finish it. It is worth it, and we can absolutely partner to do that. Awesome. We'll be back with more money-making conversation. I'm on the phone with Stephanie. She's the Deputy Director of Reach Hire at Civic Nation. We're going to make a difference in 2018, Stephanie. You've been on my show twice now. That means that we yes, have right. a relationship. We're going to change lives in 2018. I'm going to use everything that God has given me to empower you to be successful and change these lives because these folks need to fill out these applications. It's a tragedy that less does less when they can get so much more if they do just a little bit more. Let's have Mott in 2018. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations. Thank you. Cool. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald. We're back uh, with the Deputy Director of Reach Hire at Civic Nation, Stephanie. Stephanie, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Good. Thank you for holding. Uh, you know, the whole break, you know, my whole mind was just racing because I know that there's power when you get other people involved. And just there's power, because you know that you did the, the rock the vote. You know, so you know how that synergy can work when you start to reach out in the community. So so believe me, um, 
this whole Christmas break, I am going to be thinking about ways that I can, uh, and I'm going to come back with you. This is not about money. It's about trying to change people. So, so believe me, I am a fan of what you're doing. I'm a fan of what, uh, you know, former first lady's doing. And my question is, okay, she was in the White House. She did this. Now she's out of the White House. One would say she should she could just go on vacation. Why, why is this still important to her? Uh, it's important because it's her story, and she's really no different from anybody else. Uh, people ask me all the time, what is, what is she like? What is she like? <laughs> she's no different from anybody else, and it's, it's, it's one of the, the most beautiful things about her. Uh, and she's just real, and she knows that college changed her life, and she knows that it changed, that she changed the lives of the, of the president. Um, you know, he switched colleges because he, he went to one his freshman year and felt that it wasn't the, for, the best fit for him. And so he transferred to Harvard for, mm -hmm. to find something that, that was better for him. Um, and that's the, the other thing that we want students to recognize. You're still young. You don't have to have all of the answers right now. A lot of these things are hard. They, these, these are not necessarily simple conversations. We, we say, you know, do it. It's easy. Come on, you can do it. But we, we know that this is difficult. It's a transition in life. Mm -hmm. um, but that they can do it even if there are odds against them, that they, they, they can be overcome. There are structural barriers in place that have hurt them for so long and so often in, in our schools and in our communities that, mm -hmm. hey, let us, let us help you and let us help you help yourself. And that really is, is her message, that if she could do it, then they can absolutely do it. She didn't grow up in the White House. She grew up on the south side of Chicago. Right. Um, but she made it to the White House. Right. And you know, <laughs> eight years, eight years of <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> with some luck and some passion, some perseverance. But here's how you can accomplish your dreams too. And the point is really to not give up. There are um, so many things that our students have to go through every single day that they have to navigate. Like you said, people are on on their cell phones trying to work a cell phone isn't necessarily the easiest thing sometimes. Mm -hmm. But we navigate it. We learn it. We figure it out. Going to college is no different. It may take a few more steps. It may be a little bit more difficult. It may be a little bit more expensive, but there's a way to do it, and we really want to help students. And we also want to help parents and counselors and teachers know that we're here for them, too, to help them to navigate some of this as well. Okay, One cool. of the things, tools that we have mm -hmm. is our Up Next texting campaign. I talked a little bit about that the last time I was on your show. That's what I'm about to go to. Let's, let's get to it. Oh, let's get to it, <laughs> Stephanie. Come on now. It's, it's our, our campaign is a way for students to text in directly from their own cell phones questions about how to go to college, what to do, where to start. And we have counselors across the country to help students uh, to navigate some of, those, some of those landmines, some of those hard things. We've seen questions all the way from, you know, I don't know where I even want to go to school. I don't know if I should go to school. To can you point me in the right direction for this data that I need to fill out this form? And we can help you do that. And if, if one of our counselors doesn't have the answer immediately, someone else will, and we can get back to the students right there on their cell phones. Now, here's the, here's the thing about it, because last time when you came on the show, my social media or money-making conversation, I got money-making conversation Twitter, I got money-making conversation Facebook page, I got money-making conversation Instagram page, of course, my own personal social media, and I want a banner this time. I want a banner so I can, I can promote 
the contact because I want I want to burn your phone because I know personally you answer some of these calls on your phone. I want I, I want do. I want to put your phone on fire this time. I, I want to go, Rashad, you you driving me crazy over here. People just calling me left and right. So I want a banner from you this time, and I'm gonna promote this heavily over to the Christmas break because people need to know. See, I am that student. I am that student who didn't really want to go to college. I went to college. I went to community college. It took me seven years to graduate because I was in college trying to figure myself out. I had, I had grants. I had financial aid. I left college without a loan. You know, so I didn't have any debt when I left college because I, I was smart enough to fill out these applications, but also smart enough to understand that there is a process that you're on your own schedule. And like you said, young people need to understand that there's no rush to, to make a mistake. Figure it out. Pace yourself. Understand what is best for you. I am that story. That is why I'm so passionate about what you're doing, and that's why I definitely want you to get something to me. I want you to bug me. Not only this, this this month of December, I want you to bug me in the first quarter. Say, Rashawn, I want you to do more. And I'm not saying that in a negative manner because everybody needs to do more when it comes to education. My wife was telling me, my daughter, she goes to the University of Houston, and she is uh, majoring in mechanical engineering. She's a freshman. She wants to go into robotics. And then my wife turned around and said, you know something, Rashawn? Robotics are going to come, but the jobs that they're going to be available in the era of robotics will be less paying jobs. So that's why education is so important and we need to be there for and understand the opportunities that are there. So I'm, I'm laying the gauntlet down. You might, you've been on my show twice. I'm not gonna let you get off this show without letting you know I'm a fan of what you guys do. Use me, as they say in church, use me. Use me, girl. <laughs> we absolutely will. We, we absolutely will. I will make sure that you get something uh, to post on your social media over the holidays. That's, it's a great time for the kids when you find a little bit of uh -huh. idle time, you're not in class. Mm -hmm. Just go ahead and text and see what happens. You get a couple of surprises, which is nice, mm -hmm. fun surprises. Mm -hmm. uh, but there is a person on the other end uh, of, of that line to, to answer some of those questions. Because I, so I want to make this fun. I want to make this fun because I know one of the things that it's like taxes. You know, you have to find I feel your taxes out, but I, I know there are fun ways where we if we create like you know uh, 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 money nights, you know, just give some tags where you you know college money night, big 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 money nights, big money day, some social media posts to get people to start just turning their head for the financial opportunity and put in the work to be able to change your life. Not maybe next two years, next four years, but there's so much. And I just don't want to let that information to settle on the wayside. The one thing they said, the U.S. once led the nation in the number of college graduates. Now we are ranked 12. That information I got from you, that's disheartening right. because we need more people like you pressuring people like me in a positive way. And I say pressuring me because I want to be involved, but I need to be led, Stephanie, and I need you to put me in the right direction. That's right. Well, I'm, we're happy to do it. I, I learned this morning that that number has actually dropped uh, in, in a bad way, that we're actually now 16th. Um, and what we're seeing on, on this international level is that it's not so much that the United States is doing worse, per se. Mm -hmm. It's that other countries are, are, are leapfrogging us. And so what that means is we aren't, we aren't doing our, our, our best. 
mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. There was a time when it was really a priority when we made it much easier for students to do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, here's this opportunity again for us to, to do that, to, to move forward and not just let other countries just keep passing us by. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if we really want to have a more democratic society, um, a more uh, equal society, and, and, and frankly, um, you know, so that we know that some of those robotic jobs don't go someplace else, mm-hmm. well, we have to be the ones here to say, here, we can do the work. Don't send this overseas. We're here. We are working. We know it. We have the expertise. We have the talent. We have the know-how. And here's what we can do. It, you know, it, it, it works both ways, right? So mm-hmm. uh, other people want to make money. We want to make money. And frankly, education is the shortest path to being able to do that. And again, I just want to reiterate, um, like you said, it doesn't have to be a four-year school. It doesn't have to be the university. There you go. Houston. There you go. Uh, but it can be. And, mm-hmm. and, and students should not feel like I cannot go to a four-year school. If you want to be a lawyer, then you should be a lawyer. Just know that it's going to take longer. But that's okay. And we want to give you the tools to do it. And if you want to follow your passion to do something else, then mm-hmm. that's okay, too. Everyone doesn't have to be the same thing. Um, that's one of the joys, I think, of college is you get to you get to make some mistakes. You get to learn some new things. Mm-hmm. You get to see and meet people who you've just never met before, people right. from other parts of the country, people from other neighborhoods, uh, and you get to learn from those people. And college is fun. I had, I had a fun four years in college. Come on now. I had fun seven years. <laughs> I would do it all over I'd, again I'd if I could. I had fun seven years. <laughs> uh, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, you know uh, the fan. And, you know, I'm a fan of eight years of what the Obamas did in the White House. I'm a fan of what you're reading your bio. I'm a fan of you. And so knowing that we put a plan in place. And I'm going to use some of my creative germs that I have running through my, the creative ideas that I have running through my head to see if I can, you know, put a little more fun into this. And I know fun or make it a little slick or put a little swag on it. More people may fill it out. So allow me to Absolutely. engage myself into your world and let's mobilize and, uh, and get these people educated and let them know that, guess what, it's there for you, four years, two years, community college, I've done it all. And guess what, it changed my life. Stephanie, I want to thank you for calling in for the second time. You owe me some banners. You owe me some pestering. You owe me a lot of things, girl, because in 2018, we're going to put some people in college. Thank you so much. I hold you to it. I appreciate you. We talk back. Coming up next, I told Stephanie the lady who's going to call her, follow her, is going to be Dr. Teresa Price. Dr. Teresa Price gives out more scholarships than anybody I know in the world. So if you got a child who can't afford to go to school, if you're a child, you can't afford to pay your child to go to school with your income that you have, please stick around. Money Make Conversations. Be right back in a few minutes. Again, thank you, Stephanie. Appreciate you. Civic Nation, reach higher. There's a cause put together by the First Lady, former First Lady, Michelle Obama. And I'm backing it. Be right back. Hi, I'm back. Money Making Conversation. I'm back. Your host, Rashawn McDonald. I'm ready. She's on the phone. So let me get... Get ready with this intro. My next guest founded the National College Resources Foundation, or NCRF. If you Google that, it'll pop it up. The organization has secured and distributed more than 300 million. Let me slow that down. Her organization has secured 
and distributed more than $300 million in scholarships and grants to over 400,000 students. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Dr. Teresa Price. Dr. Price. Good morning. Well, you know, you your energy is, you know, I, I, I love interviewing you. I love talking to you in public because, you know, you're never going to be down. You never have one of those moments where you're just going to be dragging. Or do I just catch you on the right days? <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're blessed to be here, man. Mm -hmm. To breathe, walk, talk, mm -hmm. and change the world. We're here to change the world, to add on to what the good Lord has already put here. Well, the, the great thing about you is that I've seen you change the world. <laughs> I've watched your passion. I've watched, uh, I've even watched you had tears when you felt you didn't do enough. Um, what, what, what drives you? And we're going to get into everything because of the fact that I got, because of the fact that there's so much to talk to you about. I know I'm going to run out of time again because you affect so many different avenues, so many different lanes. When I tell people, she founded the National College Resources Foundation. This organization has secured and distributed more than $300 million in scholarships and grants. I've seen that to over 400,000 students. When I say that, Dr. Teresa Price, what's the next step for you? What, because, you know, I know you're not satisfied when I say that. So what's the next step for you? You know what? Really, we are here. I'm, I really have a passion for young people and helping them understand that they can do anything they want to do, mm -hmm. regardless of their background, where they come from. So we just want to be a light in the road to give them the resources and opportunities to get there. My next, really, as I look at this world and see what's mm -hmm. going on, and I see the still the achievement, you know, the lack of the achievement force, I mean, the achievement gap, workforce gap, and economic disparities. I, we all have to look at each other and say, what can we do about it? So I'm really working. We're in schools trying to help students with math and all that to close the achievement gap. And that comes from people, just students just believing in themselves. We're working on the workforce gap, especially in STEM and STEAM, because 55 million jobs are going to be available within the next, now i got to say two years, because mm -hmm. I was saying three years, but mm -hmm. 18, 2018 around the corner by 2020. And those three areas are in community services, health care, and STEM. And 31 million people are retiring. And 24 million people are starting new businesses. Mm -hmm. Well, we're 5 million behind in terms of producing enough workers to fill those jobs. And it's just getting bigger and bigger. The workforce gap is widening. So it's like, what can we do? So we're looking at, I got a, a partner donor that really we looked at STEM. So we are trying to work on the, going to Mars in 2033. Mm -hmm. We're working on building a diverse group of astronauts engineers, mm -hmm. scientists, so we're building dedicated liquid laboratories. Uh, we started with Cal Poly, UCLA, USC, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Long Beach State, mm -hmm. San Diego State, and UC San Diego, and the whole thing is they have rocket clubs, but they didn't have the proper facilities to do that, so we're preparing for the Farmar competition May 5th, in which students will be the first to launch a rocket into space. That's what we're working on. It's first initial task will be May 5th, mm -hmm. and the students, the students from the colleges that get to 45,000 feet, 
and they, they get $50,000. And if they do it with liquid methane and liquid oxygen, they'll yes, get another 50000 So those are the kind of things, because we're just trying to get students excited about math, science, technology, engineering. I know I'm messing up all the, the acronyms, but <laughs> that, you know, science, technology, engineering, arts, agriculture, aviation, and math. But that is what it is all about, and we're just trying to find ways to do that by creating pipelines through summer programs at the universities, working with the HBCUs and trying to develop uh, programs and rocket programs here because that's where everything is. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I've seen, you know, wow, every time I talk to you, there's a new evolution in your conversation. You know, the, the initial 15 years ago conversation was just, you know, I'm just trying to start something, change people lives. I'm trying to do these expos. And now, mm -hmm. now it seems like, you, you know, you're at a point where, you know, the technology is taking the forefront of your conversation because, you, like you said, there are 5 million job opportunities oh, yeah. available. So how do you get, how, how do we get, how do we get our, our, our children, these young people, old people, Okay, let's go on and be there too. Yeah. No, really. way, education doesn't stop at a certain age. And a lot of people forget no, it that. Does not. They think no, that it does oh I'm forty, I can't educate myself. No. no. Stop fooling yourself. That's right. It's about retraining. It's about being able That's to go out right. there. And I and when I look at all these outreach programs you have, I'm just gonna name a few. The college expos like the black college expo, the Latino College Expo, Students Think Steam Expo, All Sports Expo, College Combines and Black showcases. All these things are now under your umbrella, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Why is there why is that necessary? And I'm not saying that in a negative thing, because I know this is about, you know, when you look at a platform, when I bring people on the money making conversations, a lot of people don't feel they need to stay in their lane. And you seem to be expanding your lane but fearlessly expanding it. Why? First of all, the good Lord told me, I, I'm blessed to know that my purpose, I have a purpose. A lot of us leave this world and don't even realize we had a purpose of being here on this earth. Yes, ma'am. And I just have to say that that's really where it started. He, every time I would try to do things and do all this other stuff, it was like I was always moved or it didn't work out or it was something. But I think it's always, we are here for a reason. Thank God we know our purpose. And the reason being is, you know, you look at the world and you got to say, okay, America was number one in education. Now we're number 14. Mm -hmm. I mean, and anything that's happening in America, then you go to underserved and underrepresented, average low, it's going to be worse. Mm -hmm. Then you go to African-American, it's going to be worse. And you go to African-American males, it's going to be worse. So it's like, we all need to figure out what can we do as a village, even if you're a parent and you take another kid in. Some of those kids is more homeless and foster than ever before. Mm -hmm. You know, matter mm -hmm. of fact, in L.A. County, it's 270,000 homeless kids. Just to, And that's happening around the country. Right. And more foster. So it's like, what can we do? We have to stimulate something. It has to start somewhere. So in doing that, if you create programs, you want people to know that they can do it. So having the Black College Expo, I didn't know about black colleges until I was in college. But when I found out about the rich history, I said, what am I going to do about it? So I said, I never wanted another kid to say they didn't know about black college. I don't care what they looked like. Mm -hmm. I don't care what color they were. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to know the history. So that's why 19 years ago, we started Black College Expo. Mm -hmm. Then we started hearing people, oh, do I have to be black to attend? Uh, I'm not a teen of it. So then I said, you know what? This HSI institutions, mm -hmm. uh, which are his uh, 
you know, Hispanic serving institutions. So that's how we created and branded Latino College Expo. Mm -hmm. Then when I looked at the workforce gap in STEAM and STEM, Mm -hmm. and the A for us is to the fourth power because it's arts, aviation, aerospace, and agriculture, Mm -hmm. then I said, you see the title in itself, students think STEAM Expo Mm because we want them to think about it. So it's just what are we going to do about it? And those were three ways that I did. Now, we also have a program called the Movement, the Richmond program, which we call the Movement. And what that is is that goes into schools, and we pretty much just empower students to know that they're great and just give them the resources to help them, whether that's helping with math. A lot of times people don't do well in math because they don't understand the concept. Mm -hmm. And with math, if you miss it at any step, you know this, being your background, Mm -hmm. then you you won't ever get it. So those are the programs. And when we do the expos around the country, which we do the Black College Expo in L.A., Atlanta, Houston, Mm -hmm. um, D.C., Maryland, um, Miami, and also New York, we go into schools, about 25, 30 schools, and we bring the power of me tour because we want young people. If the power lies within them, mm-hmm. they're already great. Mm-hmm. We're just there to stimulate them to get let them know. We're all already great, Rashawn. We're already great. A lot of us just don't know the greatness lies within us. And our program really is just designed to encourage and bring that greatness out so that people can do what they're brought here to do. Wow. The talent that God gave them. You know, um, this show has been uh, amazing to me because it, 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 you know, it's not a good, it's not a bad thing from this. It feels like I need to do more. You know, I had uh, Kevin Grimes on earlier just to talk about small businesses and how they should, you know, get themselves together with their business plan. I just, Stephanie Sproul, you know, she's with the Reach Higher program with First Lady Michelle Obama about encouraging people to extend beyond high school education and to complete your college education. Now I have you. Yes. Now, when I'm just thinking about you and thinking about what you're saying, how can I help you? To, to get your word out because I, that's, 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 that's my statement right now. I got to do more. And since I am what they call a social media influencer, since I am a person that's supposed to have friends in the business, in the social media world that are movers and shakers, when I hear you talk about, you know, in Houston, is, is posting on my social media, will that help you yes, uh, get the word definitely. out? Yes. Because we just want to stimulate them and bring out the greatness that's already within them. So, yes, getting the word out with all the markets that we hit. We're even going to be doing Washington State. We're going to be in the Tacoma, Washington area. Uh, There's just so many things. And, you know, what we have done is, and everybody's like, well, how are you doing all that? And even when I write grants, because we're a nonprofit, well, the grant people don't understand, well, how can you do all that? But I'm like, our kids need all that. Right. Because they might want to be an athlete. They might want to do this. I have to make sure that we have something for every kid, whether they want to be a chef or whether they want to be an astronaut. We have to, or a zoologist. I have to make sure from A to Z, from astronaut to zoologist, we have a program. Even with student athletes, we work with student athletes. We've placed over 600 athletes uh, in helping them get athletic scholarships. So every year we do a HBCU football combine, we do a basketball showcase, we do a softball showcase so that these coaches, we bring in about 20, 25 coaches so they can ex- uh, ex- um, give scholarships away as they see the talent. Last year now, we when, when you, I mean, we need to stop, stop. Stop. I know, that's what everybody, I don't Stop. say, I work eight days a week, Stop. you hear that? Stop. 
It wraps around. I am. Uh, you making me feel bad. You making me feel bad because you're doing all this stuff. I'm going. What are you doing, Rusha? I'm baking. Oh, I'm baking. I love it. <laughs> no, I but gotta you do know more. What uh, but that's what I. Everybody that listens to you and everybody that listens to your program now, if you're doing what you're passionate about, you're not working. Mm-hmm. If you do, and it's like, like you said, regardless of where you are in your stage yes, of life, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're 50, 60, if you're getting up saying, uh, then you need to get up. You need to change that and figure out what's going to get you up and say, ah, oh, because wow. that's why we're here mm-hmm. to get up and say, ah, oh, what can I do today to make a difference? Well, because when you leave, you got to say, what is your legacy? I know, and I'm just um, just watching your journey. I feel so blessed and fortunate. Now, when we come back, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. I want to tell everybody when they come see you at the expo, what exactly happens? Because I want okay. because I know what happens. I I did two expos with you in Atlanta with the Neighborhood Awards, and I saw students coming down over a thousand students at each expo walk out of there with scholarships. Yeah. I want people to know we're speaking the truth. And I'm tired of people sitting over there being naysayers. And naysayers stop success stories. This is the truth. When we come back, we'll hear Dr. Teresa Price tell you how it works when you come see her at the expo and how you're not spending no money. You know, you just spend no money. Ain't no hidden fees, none of that. And she's going to show you how to win. We're right back with more money-making conversation. Dr. Teresa Price, like I told you earlier, giving out millions of dollars in scholarships and grants. Right back. Money. Hey, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm the host of Money Making Conversations on the phone. I have the founder of National College Resources Foundation. This is an organization that has secured and distributed more than $300 million in scholarships and grants to over 400,000 students. I have on the phone in this break because I want to really exp- her to explain to everybody how it actually works. Because let me just let it set up. She has colleges, like I've had the, when, when I did it with her, she had Harvard there, she had Georgia Tech there, she had Marquette there, she had Cal Poly there, she had, she had HBCU schools, she had the Army there. All these colleges were set up in different booths throughout the whole expo, that three days that we were there. And you came in with your child, and then they met you, and then they asked you questions. So this is where I'm going to drop out now and allow you to tell people exactly what you do when you come to the expo. I just wanted to set the scene. Dr. Teresa Price, the floor is yours. Okay, so we are in Atlanta, Los Angeles, Oakland, D.C., Maryland, New York, Houston, Miami, and Washington State. Mm-hmm. So when you come to the Expo, the whole, it's designed to get instant gratification. So there is a piece of that there. Like you said, there's public, private, military schools, HBCUs. With the HBCUs, we highlight HBCUs. They accept on the spot. They waive the application fees. They give away scholarships on the spot. We've given away up to $10 million in one day just in giving away scholarships from presidential scholarships. If you dance, they have a scholarship. If you play an instrument, we have band scholarships. We also have seminars, why attend a HBCU, 
booming careers, the 411 for the student-athlete. Even hip-hop veteran Yo-Yo does how to get A's in English through hip-hop. So she, we have something for everybody, how to find money for college, mm-hmm. which is one of the number one things. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, the after show, which is a scholarship. So at every market, I want your audience to know if they have a junior or senior, or if you're a junior or senior and you're listening, make sure you write for our scholarship. In every market, we give away up to 10 scholarships, and all you do is write a 500-word essay or less, why is a college education important to me? That is the essay. We don't change it because we want to know why college education is important to them. Mm-hmm. And then we have an after show with step teams and fraternity sororities, and we have artist performances. So we make it fun. It's kind of like an infotainment fair. Mm-hmm. And then our newest partner, we just created one of our alumni. We have a lot of alumni doing some amazing things mm-hmm. from, you know, science award winners to wherever. We have one gentleman, Jonathan Swindale, who came through our program. He's now in his last year of Grambling created the HBCU Hub app, and what that is, it matches you with scholarships. One student's got up to $270,000. It also lets you apply to every four-year 85 HBCUs. You can apply. You can go through a virtual tour. It matches you up with your dream HBCU. It's a tender. It just, you know, if you want to get together with people on the campus, you need help with your dorm, your teacher. This app does all of that, and we're a part of him with that, but he came to our program, and he's graduating from Grambling this May. And just to let you know, those are the kind of things that this expo produces. He's a former foster kid, mm-hmm. but look at him. He's doing some amazing things, So now, and that's uh, what it's all about. Because, you know, you, you know this app, so slow it down and repeat exactly what you said about this app created by this young man who became a part of your program and, and basically received scholarships and grants through your foundation, and now right. he's turned around and created this app. What exactly does this app do? And you know my next question is, how can I put this app on my social media? That's my That's next right. question. That's right. We've got to get it on there. So what it basically is, it connects you with all 85 four-year HBCUs. So yes, it allows you to apply. You get the HBCU hub pack. You apply to the, scholar, to the uh, colleges. Mm-hmm. It allows you to match scholarships, so it takes your profile, mm-hmm. your grades, your test scores, all mm-hmm. of those things, what mm-hmm. you do, your curricular activities, your, your uh, volunteer work, and it matches you up with all the scholarships that match you. We have one gentleman that got $270,000 in scholarships through using this app. You also are able to find out everything there is about each one of these 85 campuses. There's 104. A lot of people might be saying there's 104. Yes, there's 104 HBCUs, but there's 85 that are four-year universities. So in that, it allows you to find your dream HBCU based on you want a big uh, school, small school, you want a mm-hmm. school that has this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. It does all that. It personalizes it to allow you to have a tour like you're on the campus of that. Right. And it also allows you, once you're on that campus, you connect with all the student bodies that's on the campus and professors, wow. who's the great professor, all that. It does all of that. Now, this is for HBCU schools, correct? Yes. This, okay. this particular app is for HBCU schools. Which is fantastic, which is fantastic because, yes, you yes. know, clearly everybody goes to HBCU schools now. That's a lot of right. people don't understand that. You go to some HBCU schools, oh, you go, yeah, is this HBCU campus? You know, because oh, everybody's yeah. attending HBCU right. campuses now. Right. Now, with that being said, because on Mondays, I'm, on Mondays afternoons, I'm creating a little section on my 
personal Facebook app, Facebook uh, page, which has almost 700,000 followers, where I call it motivation. Ooh, anything wow. that's inspirational, anything that allows, I think, creates or makes a person feels good or changes. I used to put, like, me baking on Monday afternoon. I'm not going to do that anymore in 2018. So I'm, I'm telling you that I am creating a spot on my social media, not only the money-making conversation, but on my personal social media. So, like, I would, like, love to take this app and feature it, feature it on my social media on a Monday afternoon, oh, and 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 we and we blow it up. And so when you when you start coming through this, because see when I'm when I'm listening to you talk, I I, I when you, when you come to Houston, I need to be able to, you know, get some a couple of friends of mine who are either actors or athletes from Houston to promote what you're doing because I think people need to understand that story that you're trying yeah. to get. We're trying to get kids. To, to come to the next level. That's why I was talking to Stephanie right. at the Reach Hire program. You guys are connecting the dots in so many different ways, and now I have to be motivated. I mean, being that I'm, you know, I'm always motivated anyway, but I have to be motivated to another level to somehow take the talents that God has given me and market what you guys are doing and utilize these relationships that I have or relationships that I don't have. Create new relationships and let that people know. Awesome. Get you on the radio. You know, people come through town. You know, they quick to want to put people on the radio to tell them how they can sign up for Family Feud, okay? They should be able to put you on the radio, tell you how you can sign up for these free scholarships. That's that is right. important. Right. And I'm going to make that happen. I promise you. I promise Thank you that, you. Dr. Teresa Price. I would love to get all of your celebrity friends. We have actually, you know, celebrities that have lent their time to come. Because, you know, that stimulates the kids. So we had uh, Demetrius Ship from... All Eyes on Me, he came on a few of the schools, mm -hmm, did, the schools mm -hmm. did the after show. We've had, you know, Matthew Knowles came, he's done some things with us. We've had people come, the Westbrooks, you know, they come. Absolutely, actually, absolutely. They've been our ambassadors mm -hmm. uh, in terms of uh, from bullying to talking about bullying to college to just life, how to survive. They've been really good in connecting with the students. The students love them. So, it's like those are the things I would love to have you, Rashawn. We had Trey the Truth from Houston. He was so <laughs> excited when we just left Houston. He came and said, here's $1,000. We offered $1,000. He gave us $1,000 right there on the spot, and we were able to offer that to a student right there for a scholarship. So those, I would love to get you and your celebrity friends involved so that we can change the world together. If if celebrity friends and just friends. Because, and you. Because, uh, you know, you know, you know it's, it's, it's been, this is a show I've done today, and my wife, she knows she's going to talk about it when we get home. Oh, you're just going to work. You're just going to work your behind off doing everything. You're going to save the world in 2018. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. I'm on the other yeah. side of 50 now. Teresa, I gotta. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the dying side of fifty. You know when you when you're working yourself up to fifty, you just living. You just living, yeah, party. Yeah. I'm on that yeah. other side of fifty. I gotta make a difference now. And not saying I have not made a difference, but in the, I'm just using humor to tell people that yeah. that when I hear people <laughs> like you that are out there creating these programs, what I do hear missing is not enough people know about it. Not enough people are participating in it. And I hear that, you know, Stephanie was saying that education level for college graduate is now world what we the United States is it's sixteenth. You said fourteenth right. in education. Yeah. That's well, not number one. That's not number one. That's not number one. And we used to be number one. And we're not because guess what? The wrong things are being promoted in social media. Right. And I just feel right. that it's the message, and I and I also know that it's consistency. I always tell people, if they if Chick Fil A stop advertising that cow, 
people stop buying that chicken sandwich. So we got to be able to promote <laughs> what you're doing on an ongoing basis. That's what I'm telling you on Monday afternoons on my Facebook page. That's a section. It's a motivation section for people like you who are trying to change lives. And I want to help you change lives, Dr. Teresa Thank Price. Thank you so much, so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. The game changer, education, game changer, man. I know, and I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I got a lot of work to do. You owe me some banners, and we're gonna we're gonna do some side conversation. We get to, get Tracy on the call, and we're working with some great art writers out of New York, uh, out of De Detroit, Flint, Michigan, uh, Jaquavis and Ashley Coleman. I know they will dive right into this trying to help us out, get us motivated, make this part of their platform, and we're going to make this happen, girl. We're going to put more people in college because college changed my life, and guess what? Sometimes you, you don't have to walk away with huge debt if you just fill out the right paper, okay? Thank That's you very right. much. So can I say one thing? Yes, ma'am. If you're a college out there or you have a program and you're looking for students or parents, we have vendors. Vendors could be at our expo, so I have to okay, get cool. on my... Okay, my, cool. Yeah, got to say that. So All right. Thank you. God bless you, and keep up the good work. I got to. I appreciate you. And uh, we we, we have some, uh, some conversation offline. And they're going to be okay. conversation. They might be offline, but they're going to go public pretty soon. Okay? okay? Thank you. All right. Keep saving thank lives. You. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Right. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye -bye. Love you. We'll be back with more money-making conversations. Monique Greenwood. She's changing the game in bed and breakfast, and she's African-American. We'll be right back with more. Part of the conversation. Thank you. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. This is our last break. Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, as you know. Every Monday I'm here. I think I'm making a difference. The guests do make a difference. My next guest is, she's a former editor, magazine editor for Essence. And she's now taking the hospitality industry by storm with bed and breakfast ends. She is Aquave. Aquava. Bed and breakfast ends in Brooklyn, New York, Cape May, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C. And she recently opened Mansion at Noble Lane at the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Monique Greenwood. Hi. I'm going to tell you something, Monique, before we get started. As soon as I posted you on social media, people just started saying nice things about your end. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna, what, I'm gonna, a, what a blessing. I'm going to just tell you, I'm going to quote one of them, this young lady. As soon as I, I mean, it's like within seconds I posted it on my LinkedIn account. Don Jones, mm -hmm. she immediately said this about staying at one of your bread, your, one of your bed and breakfast locations. She said, okay. absolutely love Monique and the mansion at Noble Lane. First class accommodations and service, and the food is out of this world. Have stayed there mm -hmm. twice and looking forward to a third stay soon. This is unsolicited. Unsolicited. <laughs> I mean, we I, love I, it. We love it. I, you got to love it. You got to love it because, because that's part of your brand. That's your mantra for people to come there Absolutely. and experience that. Now, I'm a traveler. Now, first of all, I want to I I thank you for coming on the call because of the fact that, you know, this is a unique area. You're African-American. And, mm -hmm. okay, I, I travel a lot. And I will be honest with you, I've never stayed in the bed and breakfast, not because that's negative. It just never came into my mindset. So, you yeah, know, you I, know Sean, that's, 
that's kind of typical of a lot of people. Um, but that's starting to change, and we're excited about the change. That's why I got you on the show, because I'm one of these people. Now I'm interested, especially after Dawn. <laughs> Dawn, as soon as I, I post, she's screaming about your location. I got to go now. I got to go. And uh, but, 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 but just also just looking at your rich history of success, and the number one thing I loved about reading about you was the customer service. Let me, let me say a couple of things about you and that I want to let everybody know you're a first generation college graduate. You earned your bachelor's yeah. degree, magna cum laude, okay, from Howard mm -hmm. University School of Communications in your hometown yeah. of Washington, D.C. Now, yeah. you were the former editor of Essence Magazine. We know Essence Magazine is the leading African American female magazine publication in the world. Yeah. Now, how do you make that shift from doing that to the Tremendous, because you, your degree is in college communications. You're editor of Essence Magazine. Now you're doing hospitality, bed and breakfast. How do you make that shift, Monique? Well, I have to say that becoming editor-in-chief of Essence Magazine was yes. my, my dream job. I know. Um, Essence was a magazine that proclaimed me beautiful as a black woman. It mm -hmm. sat on the coffee table in my home since the time I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So um, I felt absolutely blessed and honored to be able to represent black women and to bring our stories to life in the pages of the magazine every month. Mm -hmm. um, the, the change happened for me because I stayed at a bed and breakfast and enjoyed that experience <laughs> and realized that it tapped into my personal passions of, yes, uh, of decorating, of entertaining, uh, of creating memorable experiences for friends and family. And it also tied into my financial um, um, belief that real estate is the best financial investment you can make. Mm. So all those things came together with the bed and breakfast. So for a long time, Rashawn, um, like a decade almost, I balanced the two. I right. was a magazine editor, uh -huh. and I had the bed and breakfast awesome. in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And so when I finally realized that I had such a long list of things to do every day, and I never showed up on that list, I had to make the difficult decision about where I would place my energies and what I would really invest in. And I ultimately decided that I was the best in me and really build my business and also create a legacy that I can leave for my daughter, who's my only child. Mm -hmm, so as mm -hmm. much as I loved the job, I realized that I couldn't leave her a job, but I could leave her a portfolio of real estate and I could leave her a business that she can then grow and keep in the family. So that was the deciding factor for me. And guess what? Okay, now, 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 because this, this is great. I always, always love my show because I, I educate myself and it takes me to new experiences. And then my wife gets to enjoy the experiences. Okay. So, mm -hmm. now, bed and breakfast. What exactly is a bed and breakfast? Good question. So, a bed and breakfast is a hospitality lodging option. Um, a lot of people obviously know what a hotel is. Yes, ma'am. We're very similar in that, we're, but we're smaller and more intimate, which mm -hmm. allows us to offer a more customized experience. So from the moment you arrive at our door, we know who you are. We mm -hmm. know what, what you're coming for. If you're looking to just relax and chill out or if you're celebrating a birthday, if you're trying to get out of the doghouse, whatever your objective is mm -hmm. in your visit, we know that coming in the door. We, we help to customize your stay. We also will offer you a full breakfast each morning, homemade, hot, mm. served to you. Come on, girl. Uh, and we can also work with any dietary restrictions our guests have or any preferences that they have. So a lot of our dishes are kind of southern-style breakfast that 
we may have grown up with and now we're too now. busy to take time Monique, to make Monique. ourselves. Southern style. So. <laughs> talking about grits? Yes. Are you talking about grits? We're talking about grits. Come we're on. talking about fabric cake grits and cornbread. <laughs> we're talking about shrimp and grits. We're talking about, you know, Pancakes and, and, and turkey sausage. Now, we try to keep you healthy at the same time, so we don't serve Girl, don't worry about you. me being healthy. Don't worry about me. This is Rashawn now. Don't worry about Rashawn. Okay. Rashawn, Rashawn eats his dessert before I eat a meal. See, I eat my, my, okay. my baked banana pudding before I eat my steak. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I love it. So we also do afternoon refreshments, so we, we make a time that all the guests can come together and inter interact with one another because that's really the big distinction about staying at a bed and breakfast versus staying in a hotel is that you get to make a personal connection, um, not only with the host or the innkeeper of the property, but with your person that you're traveling with to reconnect with that person and then to make new connections with the other guests who are staying. So we do our cocktail hour mm -hmm. in the evenings and allow people to touch and be touched and then they can go out to dinner and do whatever they plan to do for the night. So that's the real distinction of it. And it's also in a, all of my properties are historic mansions. So you get to come into these spaces that have been preserved and have been here for over 100 years, mm. one of them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and appreciate the uniqueness of, of staying in a place like that versus kind of the big box hotel where each room looks like the next room. Mm -hmm. uh, all of the rooms are custom decorated and I've decorated all the rooms. And uh, so it really is a, a very personal, intimate experience. Um, and it's more than just a place to lie your head at night, although we do that. Mm -hmm. And we understand that, you know, we're fueling you and we're, we're not feeding <clears throat> your body with food. We're fueling your, we're fueling your soul. And so it's, this, it's this is what I like about your locations, okay? Because mm -hmm. I always got the, I always had the feeling that bed and breakfast were in remote locations. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Brooklyn, New York, you know, Cape yeah. May, New Jersey, mm -hmm. Washington, D.C., the Poconos. I, I want to reiterate to my listeners and people on podcasts to hear those, you know, you stand within the city. So already, I got a brother who stays in D.C. Already, my mindset, you sit in Washington, D.C., I'm going to stay at your location. I'm just going to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we appreciate that. And you're right. Traditionally, people have thought of, you know, Bob Newhart when you think of um, mm -hmm. uh, a bed and breakfast in mm -hmm. rolling hills and countryside. But that's not typically where we are, nor typically where we want to go. So um, I love the urban end, and I personally put the ends in the places that I want to be. I think mm -hmm. when you're running a business that you have to make sure that your business plan is in sync with your life plan. Absolutely. And for me, uh, a girl who, who grew up uh, very modestly, I had a bodacious idea that I wanted to have a home that I love in a city that I love for each season of the year. Mm -hmm. So I was purposeful in terms of where I chose the location mm -hmm. to be because I want to be in New York in the fall. I want to be in D.C. in the spring with the cherry blossoms. Mm -hmm. I want to be at the beach in the summer in Cape May. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be in New Orleans in the winter because <laughs> I was beach. But um, it kind of worked out that way. And mm -hmm. so that's why those locations are where they are. But they happen to be the places where I find many of my guests want to be. So let, let, right let now I'm at the D.C. location. And there, we've got a ton of people who are in town because they want to go to the African American Museum. And we Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. Know, so. Absolutely. So with that being said, like, because I'm just asking questions now. Now, New Year's Eve is coming up, okay? Do you have mm -hmm. anything that you offer for New Year's Eve? Any, any like, New Year's Eve specials or anything like that? Or, or, or it's just a standard throughout each day, you know, that right. you offer? 
Well, let me tell you, if we were open New Year's Eve, it would be over the top. We close one week out of the year, all locations, and that's from Christmas Eve until the, the day after New Year's Day. And, and again, that's making sure that your business plan fits your life plan. For me, I take off one week out of, uh, out of the 52 weeks of the year, and that's the it. week, and I want all my places to be closed because as a business owner of a small business, I don't want to get that call that the tub is stuffed up or there's a That's problem true. with this or a problem with that. It'll snap me right out of my one week off a year. So I close everything and I let all of my employees spend that special time with their families as well. So we do not open for New Year's Eve, but we hope everybody has a great one and mm -hmm. then comes to visit us in the year 2018. Now, here's the good thing about that because this takes me to a side conversation. Because I'm talking about, you know, learning to take time for yourself because I've had a problem mm -hmm. with that. You know, I've had a problem. Mm -hmm. Not a problem, a fear. A fear of mm -hmm. of walking away and then taking, you know, re recharging myself and coming back. A fear that when I come back, mm -hmm. it's going to be a disaster. And mm -hmm. when I hear when I hear what you just said, I see Chick Fil A. They closed on Sundays. You know, they they close. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a you could be at a football stadium with a Chick Fil A. You could be at the airport. <laughs> Chick Fil A closed on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Because that's a business standard for them. Because now here you have this standard, and when we come back. I want to talk about a little bit more about that, and then I want to talk a lot bit more about those first class accommodations. You have Wi-Fi. Let's put it all out there now, because you can do okay. whatever I do at the Four Seasons, whatever I do at the Peninsula. I can do it at your bed and breakfast. We need to let everybody know that. Can. We're not. We, okay. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna talk about this. We'll be back with more with Monique Greenwood, boy, girl, you. You're worried now. Bed and breakfast. Y'all, we got Rashawn McDonald booking reservations. Well, honey, honey, that's my wife. But well, honey, we're going to D.C. in 2018. We'll be standing at the bed and breakfast. Get ready. She told me she's going to have grits. I got to go. Absolutely. <laughs> be right back with more Money Making Conversations. inspirational person she's made the transition from the corporate world to entrepreneurship and that's impressive not only more impressive is the fact that she knows how to take time for herself and her employees something I struggled with for years I still don't do a good job of that look at listen to a person like me talk uh, who's always a who are always on edge with the, the next opportunity, don't want, want to miss out on the, mess, the next opportunity, don't want to mess up the next opportunity. How do you calm a person down like me with advice? Well, Rashawn, first let me just say to you that I, too, am a work in progress. Um, I think most entrepreneurs definitely have that drive, and that can be a positive thing, but it can also backfire on you. Yes, when you're depleted, then you don't have the energy to really do the things that you need to do in a, in a competent way. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that we understand that and that we take time out to refresh and refuel so that we can come back stronger and better. Um, and I've been in that place where I would be jealous of my guests because they would be sitting at my fireplace sipping my tea about to go soak in my jacuzzi, and that was my bad attitude because they were doing for themselves <laughs> what I wasn't doing for me. Right. Okay? Right. And we have to know that you cannot give from an empty cup. So you've got to refuel yourself, and then everybody can have a sip. So it's, it's, it's important. We have to remind ourselves to do that. And so 
uh, yes, I take that opportunity uh, that one week out of the year. And, um, it, it, you know, it, it, the part of the reason why we drive ourselves so hard this way, too, is that when you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. Right. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you're not even aware that you didn't stop and, and take a moment because you're, you're in it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you love what you do, mm-hmm. so you're driven to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got to take a moment to breathe deeply and to, to look around you because if you don't do that, you miss the opportunities. You think you're taking advantage of everything mm-hmm. that's there, but you're not. You've got to step away from it because you'll then see it more clearly. Now, you're a motivating, you're, you're, you're walking motivation. I hope you understand well, thank that. You. you know, because of thank the fact you. that when I hear you talk, and, and I want to I say that because of the fact that the reason I created Money Making Conversation is that I just want to help. I want to help. I want to mm-hmm. use the brand that I built for myself personally and I built for other people to be able to reach out to entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs like yourself. You're successful entrepreneurs. Right. But also mm-hmm. know that the way you extend yourself, where you grow, it grows in the marketing and branding. How are you marketing and branding? What is one of the techniques of you? Because you don't have this big, you know, four seasons budget. You know what I'm saying? Right. How are you able to get the word out? Because that's what, that's what damages a lot of people. And I always tell people, yeah. what you're doing doesn't necessarily work for another person. But what are you right. doing to keep your consistent voice in the hospitality community? Well, it's a good question, and I, I think the first thing that we have to feel grateful for is the advancement of technology. There you which go. Helps to level, you know, it helps to level the playing field. Mm-hmm. So uh, I may not have Four Seasons marketing budget, but I will invest in creating a dynamic website that mm-hmm. can be seen on the laptop, on the desktop, on the mobile phone, um, that has call to action so mm-hmm. that people can book immediately that has great photographs so that you can see yourself in the place even before you get there, mm-hmm. um, that's easily navigatable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the website is important. Mm-hmm. The reputation, the word of mouth reputation is still big, and the word of mouth now may travel through social media, mm-hmm. um, but that's free too for the most part. So you've got to be able to leverage that as well. Um, and then you've got to deliver on the promise you've made. So if you say this is what you offer, this is who you are, this is what you're going to gain from the experience, then you got to make sure you deliver that. And if you do deliver that, you will have people like Don Jones, who you quoted at the top of the, of the talk, who will be the ambassadors for your brand, who will tell your story, um, you know, nationally to every friend that, that they can. And we're so grateful for those guests because we give them everything we have, and we really appreciate it when it comes back to us. And so, you know, delivering on the promise, is key. And that's, that's kind of how we keep it fresh. Now, I have to tell you, we have this amazing opportunity right now that we have almost a million eyeballs that see us every single week on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And, and what a privilege, what a blessing. It's something that you don't even, be, you can't even fathom the anticipation of something, of an opportunity like this. But, you know, Miss Winfrey tapped us, and now we have a, a, a weekly reality show on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on OWN. I know. It's called Check In, mm-hmm. um, and N is I-N-N. And, you know, we come into your homes, and we invite you into our home at the bed and breakfast that we have in the Poconos. It's called the Mansion at Noble Lane. And so we, we know that folks are seeing us all across the world now. And uh, what, I, what impact I, does that has? Because because I remember oh, I've done. I'm gonna just explain a little incident with me was that when I when I was doing a TV show, the barber shop. It was a reality show mm-hmm. set up in Brooklyn, and, okay. and it was on uh, it was on MTV, and people just mm-hmm. wander on in. You know, all ethnicities. You know, black, white, Puerto Rican, Cuban, 
out of curiosity. They would just come in mm -hmm. and just, wow, this is what I see on TV. Now, how do you deal with that touristy side and then converting it to the customer side? It's a good question. Again, um, so the Mansion Noble Lane is up in the mountains in the Poconos. It's not an easy one where people can just drive on by. It's not D.C. Um, it's not D.C. <laughs> it's not D.C. Exactly. So that And that's the location where the show takes place. So we don't get a lot of that drop-in, but we do know people want to come. So we just put together a package yes, that we're calling um, Tea and Tour. So we are inviting people to come and have high tea with us and then have a tour of the property. Mm. And that way we can, we can um, not only capitalize on the opportunity, but also control it so that the guests who are staying over don't get um, uh, inundated with, with walk-ins and drive-bys and that kind of thing when they're trying to just mm -hmm. unwind and relax. Mm -hmm. And we want to keep it a private experience for the guests who are staying. But on Saturdays and Sundays, folks can come for an organized uh, tour and, and a high tea and we will meet them there, and, and, and it's, a, it's, it's kind of a, to whet their appetite for what they can have if they actually stay the night. So it's an entree point to our brand that right. we hope to then convert into overnight accommodation. Okay, so, let's, um, let's, let's brag about this location. It's 22 acres, correct? Mm -hmm. 22 acres. Yeah, we sit on 22 acres, yep. The mansion itself is 25,000 square feet. Um, it has everything you could possibly want. We have 14 luxury guest rooms all beside the bath with whirlpool tubs and jacuzzi tubs and rain showers, balconies. Um, we also have several meeting rooms, so we do a lot of retreat girlfriend getaways as well. Um, we have a full seven-room uh, seven spa on premises, so we, we really do specialize in spa services. We do complimentary yoga classes on Saturday mornings. We do cooking classes. Um, we do paint and sip, so all types of activities we can organize. But on the property itself, we have a in-ground heat Olympic-sized pool. We have tennis courts. We have a full gym, basketball courts, walking trails, lawn games, fire pits. Um, we just try to think of everything anybody might want to experience, and I guess just take advantage of as much of that as possible or as little. Some people don't leave the room, and that works too. So um, we're just trying to make sure that there's enough options and that people just leave feeling refreshed and refueled to go out and live their best lives. That's, that's our objective. And, and to, to just go back to, you know, people think it's a stretch to go from editor-in-chief of Essence to running this collection of bed and breakfast ends, and it's not because it's all for the same mission. That mission is, you know, I want to make sure that my people understand that they don't need to put their joy on their way. They need to go ahead and, uh -huh. and enjoy it now. Don't, don't save up for that day. Do it now. Life is just, And I want to make sure posted. that we savor it and that we live it in a very luscious kind of way. Wow, that sounds lovely. That sounds amazing. Now, I'm going to tell you something. This is what it, this for the whole purpose of doing money-making conversations. January mm -hmm. 8th. Now, I'm going to give you a little mm -hmm. window here. I want to okay. post on my social media about, this, mm -hmm. about your Pocono location. And, okay. But I want to post it about you being an inspiration because you're an inspiration, young lady. Please don't don't well, don't do not stop that. Let's let's stop the let's stop the, the breaks on this. And I want to I want to post about you being an inspirational person that has that is this amazing bed and breakfast location as well as your location across the south the the, the, the eastern corridor. So mm -hmm. if you allow me to, let me brag on you a little bit, Monique. <laughs> Magna Cum Laude graduate, School of Communications, <laughs> Howard University, okay? Former yes, editor of Essence, Bed and Breakfast thank King, you. 
TV show on Saturday night on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Let me brag on you a little bit. Let me let the world know a little bit more about you. I know you got the million. Let me start just tell people about his couple of million that he he dragging around because you are an inspiration because you're helping me. You know, a lot of people just look at me as being a successful person, but successful people have flaws. And then we have those flaws through our success. And then being yeah. able to talk to you as Rashawn, look, hold up now. I, I got similar qualities like you. I don't know when uh -huh. to stop. I don't know when to rest yeah. because we're on that race. But allow me uh -huh. to promote the inspiration that you are, the, 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 to just not just to the African-American community, but to the community in general that, guess what, you can make a transition, you can live your dream, and you can be happy with your life and leave a legacy for your daughter. Absolutely. So you have summed me up well, and I feel that that's my mission in life is to, to be a motivator. And I, I should say, too, that, I'm also very much uh, inspired to help other entrepreneurs. There and I'm currently go. serving as the, um, I'm the endowed chair for entrepreneurship at Howard University there you now. Go. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I'm at the university trying to inspire and empower the next generation of game changers uh, and innovators to be their own bosses because we've got to help our young people understand that they don't have to just be employees. They can be employers. And so we want to be self-sufficient in our communities, and entrepreneurship is a way to do that. So I'm at the university three days a week, and that's, that's what I talk about. That's what I put programming together about, and I'm really passionate about that. I appreciate you, Monique, for coming on my show, and I appreciate you. Again, they're going to reach out to you. January 8th is Monique Greenwood Day on my social media, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Rashawn, and make sure you tell all your listeners to, to tune in to us on uh, check-in on on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. We're also revolutionizing the way we see reality TV, and we want us to see us as we are, and that is our beauty and our glory. So we're not doing anything ratchet. We're doing the things that inspire us to better lives. Keep winning. So, man, Keep winning, girl. Man. Keep Thank winning. You. I appreciate you. you. Money making okay, conversation. Money making conversation. Be back next week. Again, it's a show that inspires you to be great. Because you can be. you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.